Ready to elevate your credit understanding and score? With insider tips and a plan, you can take action to improving your score, which can save thousands in unnecessary finance charges. Let's tackle today's topic with your coach, Credit Christy. Hey friends, it's Christy, your credit coach. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. It's so great to be with you at the start of the new year. Let's kick things off talking about credit repair. I know many people that have hired a credit repair company only to become very disappointed. I've also learned of people who have hired a credit repair company and have had great results. I'm not gonna share my opinion about most credit repair companies, but what I would like to share is that there are differences out there. So read reviews and find out what their strategic plan is to help you should you hire one, because there is a cost and a time commitment involved. Many credit repair companies charge a couple hundred dollars up front to start an account on your behalf, and then will promise results somewhere between six and 12 months at the cost of anywhere from $80 a month to a couple hundred dollars a month. That is a substantial cost. Now, if they completely repair your credit and leave you in a much better financial snapshot, perhaps that investment is worth it for you. Because let's face it, if you have crappy credit, you may end up with crappy interest rates for those things that you do borrow for, or you might not get approved for the things you want to get approved for. So I just wanted to share a few things that you should know before hiring a credit repair company. And I will say this, I believe that the majority of people who hire a credit repair company don't actually need a credit repair company. Now they do have industry knowledge and you are delegating a task to an expert. There's a tremendous amount of research that goes into what's on your credit report and there is a time commitment involved if you're going to DIY your own credit repair. So take that into consideration as well because your time is valuable. So if you are considering hiring a credit repair company, here's a few things that I'd like for you to know. Some companies truly overstate what they can do. And I know some companies might even push the limit of what is legal for how they go about doing their business. What you can repair on your credit is inaccurate information, such as addresses that you haven't lived at or were never associated with, but somehow they ended up on your profile, prior employment, which really doesn't have any kind of effect on your actual credit score. But if it's part of your credit profile and you never really worked there, perhaps you can have that removed. Any erroneous accounts, something's showing up that doesn't belong to you, you can have that removed. You can have some past negative information removed. However, the majority of the time I see if it was actually an event, say a late payment, a trade line like a credit card that wound up in a collection status, something along those lines, if it's truly yours or if it was truly late, you may not be able to have that information removed. Now, credit repair companies know about how to pay to delete. So let's say you settle a collection by paying less than what's owed. You can have the original creditor updated to show that it's paid and closed. And you can also have any collection agency that collection had been sold to removed, any secondary collection agencies removed off of your credit report once it is paid. And perhaps you didn't know that where that's where a credit repair company will come into play. A lot of times they dispute every single trade line and everything that is reported on your credit report, but if you are deliberately disputing accurate information, that can really be problematic because you're truly misusing the process. 
And that's where I said earlier about kind of pushing the rules of what is legal. A lot of times when everything that you have, especially if it's all negative, is disputed, you see this bump in your credit score and you feel good about hiring this credit repair company because almost overnight, your credit scores have increased. However, it's a false sense of security because it is a temporary bump to your score. Basically what happens is because it's in dispute, it's no longer part of that algorithm that makes up your credit scores. So if that negative is removed out of the equation, the credit scores tend to bump up. The problem with that is if you make a dispute and the credit reporting bureaus through your creditor discover that what is being reported is actually accurate, they'll remove that dispute. It now has a tag underneath that trade line that says consumer previously disputes, creditor resolved, and now it's listed back as a negative mark on your credit report. So that tends to just be a temporary fix. And if you are going to be applying for a mortgage, in most situations, those disputes have to be removed prior to loan approval. if you remove those disputes, just like I said, your credit score may go back down again. And what if it goes down below a threshold of what you could get approved for? Because most loans have a minimum credit score requirement. So if you're going to DIY credit repair, here's where I would start. Get a free copy of your credit report. You can do that by going to annualcreditreport.com. You do not need to pay for your scores. Right now, that doesn't matter. We're just looking at what's being reported on your credit profile. This will pull from all three credit reporting bureaus. Now, if you've listened to past episodes, you know that there are literally dozens of scoring models and there's also dozens of credit reporting bureaus or agencies. But the main three that we care about, because that's typically where auto finance companies, credit cards, and mortgage lenders pull from is your Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Now look at all three because each bureau is going to report different information. For instance, you might have a collection reporting to Equifax that isn't showing up on TransUnion or Experian. Take a look and make note of what is inaccurate information. If there's a late payment or a collection that is truly not yours, dispute that. Any kind of supporting documentation needs to go with the dispute. So how do you dispute? There's a couple different ways. The two best ways is to either go directly to that credit reporting agency. So let's say you're going to dispute a collection with Experian. Go to Experian.com and you'll find submit or file a dispute. State what is incorrect. Provide any supporting documentation. So let's say, for instance, you have a collection from a cell phone provider, but you've paid off that phone when you canceled your service, you didn't owe them any money, but they're showing that you owe $400 and you've called that cell phone provider and had a conversation and they're still not updating the information properly. You can dispute it with Experian directly. If you see it reporting on all three, you'll have to do this act to all three credit reporting agencies as far as filing a dispute and uploading the supporting documentation. If you have an email trail, a receipt of payment, let's say you returned that Wi-Fi box to your internet provider, but they've charged you some kind of fees after. If you have a receipt showing that you've given back that equipment, anything that will help support and defend your request, provide it. Now it can take up to 30 days and a max of 30 days. That's the rule. That's the law. But most often it's much sooner than 30 days. So if there are errors, those will be removed, but not negative information just because it's negative information. If you truly had late payments, if you truly have a collection account because you didn't pay that credit card. Those can't just arbitrarily be removed. Also, when you pay a collection, it will still get listed. In most cases, it does not have to be removed, but a settled or paid collection tends to have less of an impact negatively against your credit score than an open collection that is owed money. The other thing I want to talk about real quickly is aged debts. 
collections can stay on your credit report for as long as seven years from the date of last activity, not necessarily since the date it started. So if you've been in communication, maybe you started a payment plan and then you failed to follow through or something along those lines in the last few years, it won't drop off after seven years of being a collection. It will drop off of it will drop off after seven years of date of last activity. And if you reach out to a creditor that you haven't been in contact with for many years, and maybe you're working on a settlement payment or something along those lines, that can reignite that date of last activity. And a newer date of last activity on a negative trade line can hurt your credit score as well. So here are the things that we can actually control: your payment history. Payment history makes up about 35% of your overall credit score. So pay those things on time that are reflected on your credit report. I was recently looking at a credit report for a young gentleman who is unfortunately starting off his credit profile very wrong. He got three brand new credit cards and maxed them out in the first year. And now he's just feeding a minimum payment. And then he had four buy now, pay later accounts with a company that he failed to make his first payment to. So although he has six or seven trade lines showing up, all of them are hurting him. Not only is it hurting his credit score, it's also creating a habit of not properly handling your debt. When he goes to buy a home, that underwriter is going to look at his credit profile and be able to tell instantly his attitude and his behavior towards money because of what's being reflected on his credit report right now. So your payment history is really big. Also your credit utilization. The lower the utilization, the better. I will tell you this, I see better scores when there's a tiny amount owed on a credit card versus having a zero balance. But anything above 30% is an overutilization of credit. So if you have a $1,000 credit card, try to keep your balance below $300. And again, always pay on time. And if you are facing a past due account, so in other words, you're not able to make this first payment or you're finding yourself becoming late on your payments and it's starting to reflect on your credit report, call your creditor, communicate. This is so important. If you let them know that you've hit a hard spot, something has happened, there's an illness, you lost your job, some emergency came up and you just need a little bit of help. A lot of times the creditors will work with you. They can create a repayment plan. They can put you in a state of deferment or forbearance. Perhaps they'll pause your account or stop your account from going deeper in, but because of your communication, perhaps now they're not putting on additional fees and charges that can increase your payoff balance. And by being in communication and perhaps creating a new repayment plan, you can keep that from going into a collection status and creating new negative trade lines for you. The longer something ages that's negative, the less impact it has. When it comes to a mortgage loan approval, in most cases, we're looking at the most recent 12 months of activity on your credit report. So if you've had a couple of bumps, late payments, those kinds of things, do all that you can to make that be a thing of the past and do everything possible to stay up to date on your current payments and build better credit. The reason I brought up that young gentleman is because he did not have somebody being a mentor to him, teaching him how to establish a solid financial picture. I like that he started a couple of credit cards and that he created the buy now pay later accounts, but he didn't have a plan with it. So if only somebody before now had told him to keep those balances low, he would be in a much better position and also not buried in debt. And if you are going to take on those installment types of payments like the buy now, pay later, set up reminders for yourself, put it in your calendar, create an alarm, write a note, 
Do something that will remind you that that payment is due, or perhaps go ahead and set up the payment before it's due so that it's not late. Having a new installment loan reporting to help build credit is one thing, but to be late on your very first payment is a severe punishment when it comes to your credit score. And last thing to mention if you're going to DIY credit repair is if you have collections and even charge-offs out there, consider offering a settlement or paying those off so that you have a closed collection account as opposed to one that's open and money owed to them. And then again, the older that thing becomes, the less negative impact it will have. And now you can focus on your payment history, your credit utilization, and building better credit, which means not taking on too much at one time, protecting your credit from inquiries that aren't gonna help you build credit. So really try to avoid having your credit pulled multiple times, which means choose a credit card or maybe two and establish a relationship with them. There's no gold stars for having 30 different store credit cards. And honestly, it's a lot to manage and a lot to balance. And you are increasing your risk of a late payment or missed payments with the more credit cards you have to juggle. So I do not want to discourage you from hiring a credit repair company. I do want you to know though, if they are promising to remove repossessions and late payment history, and they can give you a clean slate, please be very wary of these kinds of promises because unfortunately, this industry has grown so fast and so big, there are a lot of people claiming to be credit repair experts and they're just in it for the short run and a couple of dollars. And I don't want that to be at your cost. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And if we haven't already connected on social media, please connect with me. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And you can find me at Credit Christie. And until next time, my friends, stay well. Subscribe now and share with a friend to stay in the loop for new credit content and insider tips to maximize your credit knowledge. And follow Credit Christie on Instagram.